Welcome to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grosser. It gives me great pleasure to welcome to Viewpoints again, Rowan Cockrell, who's the CEO of the Continents Foundation of Australia. Welcome to Viewpoints, uh, Rowan Cockerell. Hi, Henry. Thanks for having us. Uh, my pleasure. Now, the Continents Foundation of Australia, um, it, it's, a, it's an area that causes people, I guess, embarrassment and uh, incontinence and... Uh, it's probably one of those ones that flies under the radar. But for listeners who are not familiar with the foundation, tell us a bit about it, Rowan. So the Condens Foundation of Australia is uh, advocating on behalf of the uh, one in four Australians who um, have experienced bladder and bowel control problems. And uh, our job is to um, support people who are experiencing problems with information and advice and also support policy and work uh, forwards in better awareness programs so that people know where to get information and help from. Absolutely. And it's one that um, I know you've got the campaign coming up starting Monday 21 to Sunday 27th of June. It's World Continents Week. And uh, one of the things you talk about there is the 1.34 million Australian males with incontinence fear, face fear and embarrassment due to inadequate public facilities. So uh, with that in mind, what is this... Uh, one of the things that one of the things you're doing in that week uh, to address this issue. So what we're trying to do is raise awareness of the issue of um, of incontinence, but probably more importantly, focusing on on the 1.3 or over 1.3 million boys and um, adult males who are experiencing incontinence problems to ensure that there's adequate uh, facilities within male. Uh, uh, male toilets to have disposal units so that people that require uh, continence products and need to get in order to get out can actually dispose of them out in 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 the public facilities so it's about increasing the number of uh, bins in men's toilets and also to get people to support the program and pledge their support to um, to the bins for blokes program so that we can raise awareness and help these um, these, these men to uh, be able to get outside confidently and know that they can go to public toilets and, and have the facilities they require. Yeah, look, Rowan, it's a really interesting one, being being a male myself. Um, I've always been under the impression when we, you know, I've been to big stadiums and places in all over the place and uh, they're always, I've always sort of felt that um, men were provided with urinals and things to a degree that... Uh, that women weren't just by the sheer numbers of things available. Uh, it was, it, and I think a lot of men probably would have thought, "Oh, we're not disadvantaged in that way." But clearly, clearly, that is a, a an issue. Oh, absolutely. If you think about, um, you know, the boys and and the um, and the men that are going to the footy or to the cricket or just down to the local shops who. Uh, need to change a pad because they might have uh, experienced a bit of a problem on the way or while they're at the venue where they are. They need to change it. And uh, as we move to an era where perhaps with the electric hand dryers, we're seeing less and less bins for paper towels, there's even less support for these men to put products somewhere once they need to be disposed of. We certainly don't see them in the cubicles that uh, in men's in men's um, uh, public facilities. So we're really trying to engage with getting these men out of their homes and feeling confident that there will be facilities for them to change their products when they need to while they're out. Mm. Now, one of the challenges you face, and um, well, it's it's one of those ones where men, I guess anybody, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure women 
uh, can suffer embarrassment with things too and keep things quiet. But uh, a study of Australian men with urinary incontinence found 57% intentionally intentionally kept accidents secret from those close to them, 50% avoided situations where they could not access a toilet easily and 28% avoid socialising except with close family and friends. So it's an issue that... Um, can, can fly under the radar, which makes addressing it even harder. Would, it, would, would that be true? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Continence Foundation uh, spends its its time constantly trying to communicate out to the Australian public about the stigma of uh, urinary and, and faecal incontinence. And um, I, I think that uh, we haven't really broken down those barriers yet. It is still very much not talked about. And, um, and I think that's half of the problem. So how do we get people to support and, and encourage people out into the community if we can't even talk about the, pro- the fact that the problem exists. So this is our role that we're trying to do and creating a campaign such as Bin for Blokes is starting to address and get people to start talking about it because it's really quite a no-brainer putting um, bins into men's toilets when they actually need it. So we take it for granted in female toilets. Let's do it for the men as well. I mean, some of the stats are really quite uh, surprising. Uh, um, of that 1.3 million men and boys you, you, you're talking about, over a third, 36%, are under the age of 50. Um, it, if we don't talk about it, the general, I thought, layperson's view is that it would be an issue for older men or men with specific illnesses rather than young guys and boys suffering to any extent, but uh, they do too. Absolutely. I mean, I think in general with incontinence, be it uh, bowel or bladder, we always think this is part of getting older, part of the ageing process. But in fact, that's not really true. And we, we uh, find across both gender, but now we're, we're addressing the males, is that the greater number, there's a huge number under the age of 50. And that means we're, we're trying to target these young men who really are trying to improve quality of life, reduce the restrictions to staying at home by sort of saying that we'll provide and support them as they try to go out and do their normal daily activities. So it is a bit scary that it's it's not just an older person's problem. It's actually down into our younger age groups and we need to encourage people to be getting out and not staying at home and we need people to be talking about it. Mm, Which is exactly what we're doing. Are you finding, obviously, with with Take Mounting this campaign, are you finding um, some leverage with, well, boys and men being more prepared to out themselves than the fact that they do have a, a, a problem in this area? Well, there'd be some that say that men don't talk about these sort of things too often. I like to think um, that we hopefully these will start some conversations, but often even with females, this doesn't uh, get talked about easily. But once we start talking and communicating as men realise that this is something that is able to be talked about, that they will um, actually communicate it to their GP if no one else or, or speak to some family members who can help them if they need to get some assistance. We actually run a helpline. Um, at the foundation, and um, and it's really important that, uh, from our point of view, that if you feel that you need to talk to someone and you need some help, you can ring the um, ring the uh, foundation to uh, and speak to a nurse, and they can tell you where your resources are out in the community to help you. And if you don't mind, I'll let you know the number. Uh, sure. These people, these nurses are there waiting Monday to Friday to take calls and to help men to be able to seek the advice they require. And the number is 1-800-33-0066. Equally, talk to a family member, talk to your GP, get some assistance and know that it's actually okay and there is help available.
The the other heartening news, as I notice in your in your um, publicity uh, piece on this uh, pamphlet on this, is that um, the majority of people, and this includes women and girls, affected by incontinence can be treated, better managed, or even cured. So, by staying silent, um, not only do we not have the resources, but avenues for um, repairing or curing or managing the condition are also lost, Rowan. Absolutely. There's help available. GPs will be happy to talk uh, to you about how to get um, to get more information or find the services that help treat the problem. If we can even better manage it, this is better than just continuing to uh, live in a silent world of, of dealing with it yourself. So I think that by raising awareness, we're actually allowing people to start communicating, talking to their loved ones, letting them know what the, the problems are and hopefully lifting the lid on people improving their quality of life by getting out of the house, which is really, really important. Mm. Um, now, there's over 5 million Australians affected by incontinence. That's a, that's, that's a significant um, medical and social and economic issue, isn't it? It's a huge issue and it's one where, you know, we spend a lot of time um, trying to communicate out. This is where the helpline is um, really important because there's a lot of people that either don't find time to go to the GP or even are too embarrassed to be asking the GP for help. So, you know, this is the person that's there to help you with all your health problems. Talk to your GP. But if you're not, you can ring the helpline and they will help with services. There's a lot of people out there. We want to help them, but they need to know where they can go to get help and that it is available and it's not something that is just part of getting older. No, no, absolutely not. I'm interested mm. to see when you look at it in economic terms that uh, it's estimated that the total cost of the country back in 2010 was estimated to be $66.7 billion and rising. Now, that figure in 11 years would clearly be, from a, just an economic point of view, significantly higher than that. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and that also inclu- includes productivity because, you know, part of, you know, some people's problem is they can't even go to work and, and, and you know, have an income because they're too afraid to go into a work situation uh, because they can't adequately manage their, their bladder or their bowel needs um, while they're at work. So there's a whole lot of things that can lead out of this, including poor mental health, um, quality of life and actually social isolation. So, Productivity and cost to the Australian government, but to the community, is forever increasing all the time. So again, I think the important thing is to say you are not alone. There are a lot of people out there. We need to talk about it. You need help. There is help available, but also how can we do our thing and 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 supporting this uh, bins for blokes campaign uh, through the website binsforblokes.org.au? You can actually uh, go on and support uh, the the program to encourage um, to get better public facilities, which in the main sits with local council. Absolutely. Now we are mm. focusing this campaign on bins for blokes for men with incontinence, but um, mm. it's a serious issue for for women and girls too, for a variety of reasons. That would be a fair comment, Rowan. Oh, absolutely. And and look, we know that uh, one of the very um, big numbers we talk about is that one in three women who have ever had a baby will experience uh, bladder bladder bowel problems. So that's a huge number of females that also are experiencing problems due to the nature of their life journey of having children. So uh, the the enormity of the situation uh, is very, uh, very significant. And I think the, the issue, again, as I keep saying, is 
everyone thinks they're working in isolation and that they can't talk about it. And yet there's many people, the person next to me, the person in the train, there's a lot of people that are experiencing the same problems and there is help available. Mm. Just from your experience, um, I mean, it's it's a stereotypical response. Men tend to, as a cohort, appear not to not to, to, to share their vulnerability as much as women do. Do you find that uh, supporting women uh, is, is in any way easier because stereotypically we, we hear that women are more likely to share their stories about their, uh, about their issues and problems? I, look, I think that once people start to talk about it, they actually are very comfortable to start having the conversations. I think uh, health-seeking behaviours within the male population is well known and perhaps not well understood, but we're still trying to work with men to try and encourage them to to be talking about issues. But uh, women do talk about things a lot more easily, and I guess we see the ads on TV a lot more around female and female products and female incontinence or uh, female health problems, and it's sort of acknowledged a lot a lot higher, whereas the issue around men hasn't been as out in the um, in the face of media and, and communication. So this is where we're trying to raise the awareness. This, this is also a male health problem as well. Mm. Now, mm. now, now, your foundation, it's a non-profit organisation, not-for-profit, national peak body promoting a range of things, bladder and bowel health, incontinence prevention, management, education, awareness, information and advocacy. There's a, an awful lot on your plate, keeps you very busy. Tell us a bit more about the, uh, the different areas in which you, you, you advocate and provide support there, um, Rowan. So we have a yeah we have a wide range of um, activities that we are doing. You're right. We are a very busy organisation, and and uh, a lot of the work that we um, are doing also uh, falls under the federal government uh, with funding supporting what we do. So um, I think that's uh, very helpful in acknowledging the health problem. Um, we spend a lot of time developing these campaigns so that people can actually hear about it and 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 learn where to go to get help. We run our helpline, and uh, that is a significant effort from Monday to Friday with nurses taking calls from people. We, we spend a lot of time also working in the education space and that will be education for both the Australian public, so the consumer, as well as we do education for our health professionals who want to learn more to provide more of a service to their their clients, their patients, whatever space they're working in. And we also do a fair bit of work in developing some uh, education for various workforces, such as in aged care, in residential care and uh, in that space. So it's about workforce support, education and uh, work in the research space that we're trying to find and develop that research agenda that's very important to the future of how we manage health conditions such as incontinence, because it's uh, whilst we acknowledge it's there, we have there's no magic tool to it. Everyone's different, and we need to find better ways of managing it all the time. Now, um, my father always told me for different reasons, <laughs> Rowan, that prevention is better than cure, and unfortunately, the cure was always a sanction. <laughs> yes, I think I think yeah. I got more cures than I did get uh, preventions. But <laughs> bladder and bowel health uh, are there a couple of tips there that people could take on board in terms of, uh, in general, better bladder and bowel health? Well, there's certainly things we can be doing on an ongoing basis and, and, and in looking at it after ourselves um, while when we are healthy and while we are healthy is uh, some of the uh, healthy ways to look at it is making sure our diet is adequate and has enough fibre. 
um, and, uh, you know, seeing someone, if we're not sure what does that really mean, there's lots of information on, on the web, but also seeing a specialist or a dietitian is always uh, a good way of knowing whether we're doing the right thing. And if we're concerned that we're, our bowels are not working properly, seek some help. Talk to your GP again. Uh, drinking adequate fluids, not uh, under-drinking because we're scared of having an accident, but not over-drinking so we're having problems. That's a matter of, again, talking to GP and saying, what's right for me? Um, keeping an eye on on certain things such as being um, your, your weight is also uh, very important. It is uh, knowing that the connection between being overweight and having problems with um, with the bladder and the bowel. So keeping healthy, doing exercise, keeping regular and drinking adequate fluids and having a healthy diet is a good way of starting to do that prevention. I think that young women know more and more to do pelvic floor exercises when they're um, when they're um, uh, around the time of pre pre and post birth. But at the end of the day, people are still may experience problems despite all doing all the healthy preventative stuff. And at that point, ask the question early because it's not going to just go away by itself. It needs some active um, support and assessment, and make sure that you know you're doing the right thing to try and cure or better manage it is important. Absolutely. And uh, as we close, uh, two things. Rowan, firstly, congratulations and thank you from all of us for the great work that your foundation does. And uh, uh, the bins for bins for blokes, tell us all about that uh, part of Incontinence World, Incontinence, World Continence Week. Yeah, so Bins for Blokes is sort of a connection between World Continence Week, which is next week, um, and that's where we do awareness of, of the uh, the work that the foundation does, but also what is available for, for people. And this week it's been uh, Men's Health Week, so the connection to, for Bins for Blokes has been very uh, timely. Binsforblokes.org.au, which is bins uh, number four, blokes.org.au, is the website that uh, is here to support the health campaign and the initiative. And basically you can go on there and read about how uh, we're working to encourage providers of toilets to include these bins in, in continence, uh, continence products in male toilets. You can provide your support there. But I think importantly, all of this and including this, these great conversations we're having with you, Henry, is sure. actually to increase awareness to know that there's help available. So go to binsforblokes.org.au and, um, you know, read more about this and see how you can help to maybe lobby in your own region to your local council to see how we can get bins in the toilets, in the male toilets, so that men can get out and know and be confident to do so. Absolutely. And once again, uh, thank you for the great work you're doing, Rowan, and um, I'm sure it'll be a great week. Thanks, Henry. Appreciate it. That was Rowan Cockrell, the CEO of the Continence Foundation of Australia. We'll take a short break, listeners. Don't go away. 